we are back. Hello, my name is Chef Carl. And I'm Chef Paul. And this is another episode of Ketchup and Hustle. My wife told me to not say, and I'm Chef Paul, so loud, so I tried to dial it back a little bit on that intro, just so you know. Rosie, how did you do? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have... It's been two weeks. We have some updates. Yes, we do. And we've got some learnings that we would like to pass along. I'm, I'm excited. As we get into this, I'm excited to continue to sort of offer the things that we're learning on a week-to-week basis or a, a bi-week-to-bi-week basis. I agree. I think it's it's cool even for us to look back and understand the things that we are going through, whether they're hurdles or wins, highs or lows. It is... It's hard sometimes to reflect with clarity, and I think this gives us an opportunity to not only pass on a nugget of information, but to reflect with clarity. We have as much gratitude for this podcast as we hope listeners might be able to take away a little, like gl- you, <laughs> a little, a little glimpse of of what life is like for us. Oh God, it's terrible. <clears throat> no, <laughs> come on. No, it's not terrible. Tell, let's let's frame it up, Carl. Tell the people what what they have missed over the past two weeks, so we can get them updated here. Okay, I'll give I'll give three bullets, and then let's just dive into them. I'm so, ready. So, in the last two weeks, we've done a couple of things. All has been focused on driving our ecom and and fundraising, but specifically in the last two weeks, we took a, took a trip that I think we can dive into. And I can't wait to share what we did. In that trip, we went to Minnesota. Back to the motherland. <laughs> we're going to talk sauces, uh-huh. and then we're going to talk uh, startup mentorship. Woo. So let's uh, let's jump in to our last trip, which was last week. We did a four-day bender. We left on Wednesday morning, which, bright and early. Which I think we were excited for. Let's, let's frame up, as you would say, why we were excited for it. So I think as you get into the day-to-day, we've got our delineation of responsibility. Uh-huh. Right, so I'm I'm doing some stuff, and you're focusing <laughs> on, on stuff, other stuff. <laughs> and so, when we look at and and we've said this actually a decent amount. So so we went back to Minnesota, to at, for, for an alumni, a TechStars alumni event, which was lovely. Thank <laughs> you, TechStars, for hosting us and and giving us the, the a good a good excuse to come back and yeah, check in with everybody. S- structure that. And and what was cool is now we got to see startups in week 6 of what we had already gone through. Yeah, there's a current class there. And people would ask like wh- you know, what did you get out of the the program? And yep. I think the one thing that we mention frequently, yes, is this idea of for us as dad entrepreneurs, and I think it applies anyone you start a company where you are and if you don't get out of that bubble and sort of look at it from a different perspective yep it's hard to see the entire picture and so for us going to minnesota from the november to april that we went hmm. gave us the opportunity of stepping out of our structure as it was and by structure you mean Office, home, pick up the kids, regular day life. You've got dinner, and it is it is interesting. You're trying to do something extraordinary, sort of tucked into your ordinary sort of schedule. But when we were out in Minnesota, we got to get up at six a.m. Yep, we would work until seven. Forget about dinner. Yep, then remember it at nine. 
go to Billy Sushi. Of course. And then go yeah. back to the apartment and talk through the things until 11.30. Which is really where a lot of stuff happens. A lot of stuff. You start. You start <laughs> yeah. Paul specifically yes. starts pacing the apartment, asking himself questions. Answering them. Uh, answering them. And, and I'm just like... <laughs> Maybe sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you just gotta have a brainstorming session and see what comes out. And and but but truly having the opportunity to be out there and only be focused on that, you kind of equate it to college. Yep. Right. Like you are in it. <clears throat> no, no, no doubt, and that's valuable. I mean, there's serious value that comes from that alone. Like, like truly, I mean, I think that you know when we're when we're doing this now, just for perspective, I might get off of a call at like five thirty. And I'm still thinking about it on the drive to get the kids. And I got, you know, 20 minutes there. Sure. They're in the car. Then we get the kids food, get them to bed. Maybe you jump back on the computer. But to be able to be in it, in it the entire time, I think positioned us really well to come back and be back in the structure. I agree. And we were missing that a little bit. So we were missing that. And so remember, it was probably like four weeks ago, you were like, we should do like an overnight. We should just get, get, put ourselves in a situation just where lock ourselves in the office. <laughs> we lock ourselves in. We come out, get as close as we could. A hundred hours later. Yeah. And, and but but we we didn't have to do that because the opportunity to go back to Minnesota, engage with uh, this TechStars alumni event happened. We got to meet with the twins. We got to see some of the people, whether it was uh, investors or or food, or or food scientists or other mentors that were in Minnesota. It was a really good chance for us to reconnect with everyone. Yeah. So takeaway take there for those either watching or listening is when you're thinking about jumping in, like that moment of that jumping in part is super critical. I think we found it super valuable and having the opportunity to go back out for yeah. four days. No doubt. Be back in it. Sharing a room together. <laughs> the whole, the, whole, the highs, the lows. Oh, yeah. Paul being like, God, your feet again. Oh, there's God. something. <laughs> first, <laughs> first thing I said when I walked into yeah, the hotel room. No, no. It, it's, it's helpful. <laughs> so, so anyway, we, we went to Minnesota, and we're going to distill down the last two weeks through the experiences there. So we'll pull a little here, a little there, but focused on there. So let's, let's hit them with the sauce update. We had a very exciting taste testing yeah so one of the huge benefits of going back to minnesota is reconnecting in person with our food scientist terry peschke shout out to terry Gosh, unbelievable she is the best she's the absolute best and so we were connected with terry through one of our investors and we have maintained that relationship and terry has been supporting us ever since and <clears throat> now the, for the bulk of it we go back and forth on Zoom and phone calls, and she sends samples via mail. I mean, it's really old school, old school style, and a little bit. And so, but to see her in person, and she brought four samples of sauce for us to try. Okay, so let's let's start with the one we think would be closest to. So the one go to market. The, the closest to go to market is our yellow mustard, our classic yellow mustard, and damn it, it is oh. so good and we are so close and it tastes it tastes you can't taste the difference no I mean, and we it, heard that it's really it's really impressive the I mean, the look the smell the mouthfeel all of those things however 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 when you shake it and i would be curious i mean this is where i would be curious for feedback as people are listening to this yeah, i know you would be curious <clears throat> but however <laughs> when you shake it water fill fill our glass jar 
to the fill line with water. Add in our mustard powder, and you shake it up. Water powder shake. Water powder shake, and you have some small lumps in our mustard when you shake it. Think, think hot chocolate, right? It was Swiss Miss of the 90s. Th- that, that's right. And so it's not perfect. Where our other sauces, ketchup and barbecue and fire, when you shake that up, they are perfect. There's no lumping. You are just thrilled to be having the sauce that you wanted to have. And I think that the, the interesting part from, from founder's perspective is... We disagreed on whether it was ready or not. Yeah, can we go to market? <laughs> I know. And, and ultimately, you have these conversations of like, what does ready mean? That's... <sighs> damn it. And I took the stance that, you know, it's got to... We can't ask consumers to take another step. We were already asking them to make the sauce with water powder shake. We can't add in a water powder stir and and stir. And so in my stance was we have a jar. We're working with a jar. It's easy. It invites you to take a spoon and for 60 seconds mix out those last lumps that remain from after you're shaking, and we are good to go. That is not a fail. We have produced mustard, high-quality mustard, with water powder shake and stir. And (laughs) and my my stance is that is a a functional failure. So... Uh, so, so that is where we start yellow mustard, yep. and and whenever so when Carl and I get into these standoffs, if you will, uh, and where and do we resort? How do how do we solve them? And so, as we often say, we go to our mentors, yeah, and and we go to our advisors. It's really what we do, um, and we try to let that guide how we come out of it. And so, Terry said very quickly <laughs> and without hesitation, Paul, you're dead wrong, and. If, yes. if it if it it's, it speaks poorly of your product, if it says water powder shake, I'm not sure if the listeners are keeping score. Uh, they're not. But as a solid tick, there's <laughs> a solid tick on the on the show, Rico founder side. <laughs> the first, uh, the first in a while for you, I might add. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> so so there we are. So and and, and you what know. other what other sauces did you bring? What? So so that's with yellow mustard. So just let me wrap up. So yellow mustard, Terry and Carl won. We are not going to market <laughs> with yellow mustard yet. And we are, fi- tr- we are working through how to avoid and not have to deal with that lumping that we are currently dealing with. Yep. So <clears throat> beyond that, Terry brought a honey mustard, oh. which was delicious. Yeah, but... So, so she brought a honey mustard. Yep. I'll go through it. Okay. She brought a mole barbecue. Mm. And um, uh, I don't know if our listeners are familiar with mole, but a super complex, uh, savory Mexican peppers and coffee and chocolate and warm spices, really interesting flavors. And Terry and, and crushed you, it. And what do you do with a mole? Is it a um, so a mole? You often braise poultry with a mole. And okay. so from a turkey to a chicken, as you you want to have it in a little bit of sauce and cook it over a long period of and time, and it falls apart, and it's delicious. And Absolutely the, delicious. And the finishing side of it. On the finishing know. side, then you're t- thinking about enchiladas, and you're thinking about you know putting the, it on top of that chicken or cover, on top of it. Yeah. And it's just really, really nice with all that, all, you know, that, that sort of style of cuisine. And, and, and as we did our taste test with the, with the alumni that were there, I think it, that stu- stood out as like, 100%. oh, wow, interesting. That is a to- totally really good, uh, but, but bold flavor. Interesting. To- and, and new. And I think, <clears throat> yeah. So, so anyway, uh, I'll, I'll spare the more details on the mole, but so we got to try mole and then we also got to try a, a kimchi Korean barbecue. 
which I think got the highest nod. Uh, it really did. And I think it, people from, were from walking away like, ooh, I like that. I loved it. Now, I loved it, Carl. Now, there are some things I, I would go with, like the kimchi barbecue, I yes. think, is, is redder than I would expect if I'm here in Korean barbecue, even with the adjustment of kimchi. Okay. And then the the... Honey mustard, I think, gave a little bit more of a tan color. So yes. from, from a visual perspective, honey mustard fell down. From a, I guess, for you, not for me, but the, the kimchi Korean barbecue was a little bit too red and not now enough. He, now, here's a, here's a question, though. Soy color. When we, when we did the taste test there in yep. Minnesota. Yeah, for all the text, for all the founders for that all were the founders. there. Yep. We're seeing it as like, okay, here's what it would go on, and here's what it should look like. Flavor was is off the charts. I mean, yep. And it, the mixing of it, easy peasy, pumpkin squeezy, hundred percent. But do you win like with a kimchi barbecue? Do you win on the marketing side? Then are you like, oh, you know, we can get a lot of the red hues. So where you might just be thinking a brown sauce from from the audible side of it, if you see the product and it has the red kimchi look. Then are you making up saying, oh, this is fine? I, I think so. But I, I was also, I was expecting that. And, I, and I'm, ask, I'm asking just so from a listener's perspective, you can get into the minds of how what we're are the, assessing this. Yeah, like what are the questions yeah. that we ask and yeah. what are the things that you want to look at and understand? Like where you might think, you know, the honey mustard might fall down. Is there, is there something that's marketable about it because it's a little bit unique? Or the kimchi barbecue, is that something that, you know, you can you can really talk up, and I think that we're really cool. There's like the cultural side of of that sauce. Totally, and w and we talk about this a lot all the time, but I'm not sure our listeners have picked up to it. The idea that <clears throat> for some of these flavors, where you're using it for a specific dish, but you're not necessarily going back to it night over night over night, mm -hmm. you can with awesome sauce make up the perfect amount for that specific dish because our, our packets are yielding five ounces which is about a third of a, of a bottle of right. a traditional bottle and so you're not sitting there with this massive bottle in your fridge of that goes something that you're like what am i going to do with it's it gonna, and then it just you know add it to the list of bottles that you used so a third of that you know sat in your fridge for a year so something like a kimchi barbecue it's really a, interesting a mole a peanut thai sauce exactly it's exactly the format starts to win over some of the other totally you don't competitors and right? so as you, and then as you build up an assortment of awesome sauces that are living in your cabinet and you get to sort of pick out what you want on any given night yeah and so i get really excited about that as our as our you know product line continues to expand and we have more international flavors mixed into it so it's not just replacing necessarily the mass movers of the ketchup and barbecue and hot sauce, but it's thinking about some of that waste that's created when you go with something unique and then it sits in your fridge and we can handle that's that a, too. That's a, that's a good point. As you, you. as you think about our mission of eliminating single-use plastic, it is not just the Steady Eddies. That's right. right. It, it's, it all, it's all the sauces. And, and then when you think about going to market, we're not doing the R&D right now to figure out what's coming to market next month. We're doing the R and D right now to understand our capabilities. Like, where are exactly. the where are the bases that we can play with, and what does that do for us from a marketability standpoint? Exactly. And and like, what is the what are the bounds? So we can we can work within these, and our margins are good. And then the next set of sauces, different margins, but different value prop. And then from from the idea of saying, for example, we would like to create a mole, to tasting a, our first sample of mole. 
took about two weeks, two, three weeks maybe, full on from mm -hmm. first bringing it up. It's really impressive. And and R and D is you know, it's for our purposes is in house. Correct. And I think as we grow, our in house capabilities will expand. And so mm. right now it's we're doing what what we can and Terry's absolutely crushing it. Love it. Okay. As we as we talk about these sauces, it's 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 incredible to have expertise and mentorship from somebody like Terry and then the Techstars program in general. But also I think there's another side of this that's not in specific product development, mm -hmm. but more in the general CPG and how are you finding mentors? And I think one of the things that's interesting, mm -hmm. I'm curious actually to ask from your past, how did you go about relationships on the athletic director side? Like, would you find mentors to say, how do I do this? Or how, how did that go? Because it's interesting when you think about CPG and I'll tell you why. Well, <clears throat> I think from, you know, fr from the athletic director side, you had two paths for mentorship. One is connecting with other athletic directors. Mm -hmm. And so you're immediately put into a group of other athletic directors and you begin to build those relationships pretty quickly. And yes, I did have mentors that were ADs. But the other side that's also interesting is that you and what we did, we, we built a board. And so we didn't just keep our mentorship within the traditional AD athletic administration standpoint. We said, how can we engage business-minded, uh, highly invested individuals Parents, into supporting our vision and what we wanted to do? Coaches. Exactly. <laughs> so so there we are. And so we've translated that to Awesome Sauce yes. with, with our advisory board. Yep. Um, and so we, we are always seeking out in the CPG space – who can we tap that's either been down this sustainability road, been down this uh, this this sort of flavor road, have been down this distribution road, packaging road, packaging road, go to market, you name it. Well, let's talk about an interesting happenstance from and shout out to Marty for making this happen from Lego S. Um, unbelievable, Marty. We're super grateful. We were introduced to Dion Hughes, who was the founder of High Bar. Un unbelievable and if you guys aren't familiar with high bar you can find it on on shelves uh rei was i think their first retail uh, uh, right? Ur urban urban was their first retail they went from urban to rei and then they got into whole foods into whole foods and yeah. so so their product is a solid shampoo bar mm -hmm. so they are eliminating the plastic waste dion saw a problem sat on that problem for a little bit incredible story yep sat on that problem for a little bit Came at it from the branding side. Yep. He's a former you know, advertising yep. creative genius. And when there was an opportunity, jumped on the opportunity of making a bar that promotes beauty without the plastic waste. Totally. And it's it's like this perfect parallel to what we are doing. Yes. And he's three years ahead. I mean, this is the beauty of, in my opinion, of creating relationships and mentorships like this is because... This is a guy who created a product that was traditionally distributed in single-use plastic and was a heavy water-based yes. solution. And Rethinking. He, and he rethought how to deliver it, how to package it, how to advertise and market it, and, and he started in 2018. And so he's three years ahead of us, and he has came across, he's, he's come across, however you say that, all of the problems that, oh, yeah. we, that we are he's seeing all the hurdles. in real time. And, and he's able to guide us. It's really cool. And the fascinating thing is, and, and this sort of a shout out to the CPG 
world, the fascinating thing is this he is still in it. He is going. He's going. We sat down out of one intro and we're like, Dion, this isn't so incredible. Yep. We would love for you to be an advisor. And immediately. Immediately he's like, Yeah, that'd be great. How cool is that? And and like <laughs> how cool is that? There's no hesitation and he, he gets it, he sees it. I mean, you know, that I think we ask questions differently where you you're a little more ginger about you know the theory of it. And I'm I'm more like I was like jumping right. <laughs> One, I apologize. I jumped in the meeting late. Rude, rude. But I brought you food. I appreciated that. Not which, rude, which <laughs> negates that I came in neutral. <laughs> so so I showed up late and just dove in like, hey, what do you think of the packaging? What do you think of the idea? How are our margins? What is this? What is that? And Dion, it was like second nature because he's in it totally. Which, which is different than when you're going out raising money for somebody in the general CPG space or, you know, somebody who's done it and retired. And now you're like, hey, you want to. I just think it's so cool. And I, and I genuinely mean this, that someone who we were just introduced to is so passionate about. He, he was clearly uh, super, super passionate and committed to removing single use plastic from from products. And that was part of his motivation for wanting to kind of pass this forward to and us. He, and, he's, and he said so much. Yeah. And I think the questions that we're asking as a company, we're saying, like, you know, our sachets are in single-use plastic. Is that, as somebody in the industry mm -hmm. for four years, is that a problem or are you super excited about it because it's going in the right direction? And? Fast response was, uh, this is wonderful. It, it totally. It was very affirming, in my opinion. And, and he's... And it, it was so affirming in multiple ways. He's like, look, you guys are building a brand that's fun. And he even suggested we could get after the, what was the what was the quote? We're so close to zero waste, it hurts. <laughs> or something, or something. He's like, totally. You have built, he's like, you know, with High Bar, they went sort of higher end aesthetic. And uh -huh. it's like, you have built a brand that's fun and can be cheeky, you know, cheeky in a way. Yeah. And, and you don't have to worry about that greenwashing because you can sort of, Doubled down on it by being like, we want to be zero waste. We're moving there. Yeah, we're we're on our way. Yeah. We're not there yet. No, it's really hard. <laughs> yeah, and, and so I think that that's really cool. Also, in the last two weeks, I I messaged Nate Rosen, yep. um, in in New York, and becoming a friend of mine, um, and and Andrea from CPG Directory. Yep. And with it, are you kicking the wires? I'm trying to get it right. I'm losing ears here. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. Okay. So so I I reach. In the same vein, I reached out to Andrea and Nate Rosen and was like, hey, could we, I'm coming up to New York, could we get a dinner together in the next three days of founders so we can just sit there and talk amongst each other? Yep. And it's pretty incredible how willing this space is to ask questions, meet with somebody, throw around advice. Like, I'm, I, do, I do it as well. And it, I, think it's, I think it actually helps me with our business like because if I'm, I'm sure if I'm able to think through somebody else's problems yeah I can be like oh yeah this, this is a stupid question like easy boom here's the answer yeah where in our own business we might be fumbling over and like oh are we <laughs> sure <laughs> it's hard being in it it's, yeah and so so it, I think just a shout out to all the mentors out there or the startup founders who are willing and able to seek that out it's really cool. And let me let me bring it all the way back to Techstars, yeah. right? Because Techstars, which is kind of how we started this pod of updating yep. you on our past two weeks and our trip out to Minnesota, Techstars is a founder-based 
accelerated pro- yes. acceleration program. Yeah. And so it's it's kind of interesting from our uh, inception as a company, we have in a lot of ways been trained to seek out mentorship, listen to mentorship. Affordable, the, as as tech stars might say. You know, it's all about how many affordables can you can yes. you get down. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'll, I'll introduce uh, you. Send me affordable. Hundred percent. What is affordable? Affordable is an email that you craft pre-crafted, pre-crafted on uh, sending along to someone who was, is going to introduce you. So they don't have to. The person that's going to make the introduction doesn't have to go to the trouble. Take all of, the work off of them. Exactly. Yeah. <coughs> the, and I'll and I'll say one more thing, Carl. Yes. Which is which is of interest and related. As uh, we continue to get our Amazon operation up and running, we've moved forward with the company whose founder is a Techstars founder. Oh, that's right. And yes, so yes, there yes. was a pretty cool relationship as we found that out and as we were signing on with them. Yeah, so th- then they're getting our products, the photos, and, and sort of getting them into the... Putting the listing up on Amazon, yeah. creating yep. our brand page, kind of all the work that goes into that. And so that was another sort of cool Techstars. An exited one, right? She start, She was a, a, She was a founder who has exited since... Outstanding. Since uh, so I think she was a 2014. So she knows what she's doing. She, she knows what she's doing. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Ketchup and Hustle. We have we have returned from Minnesota. We're, we're back, back in the office. We're back in the saddle. Let's go. Uh, so hit the link. You guys can find uh, the awesome.co. F- follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. If you guys so choose, please try Awesome Pod, A W S M P O D, as a discount code, 15% off on the website. We'd love to get some sauce cream. With that, peace.